This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the Internet at www.rri.ro channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn and via satellite Eurosat 16A on 11.512 MHz vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east, symbol rate 29.950 mega symbols per second, standard DVB-S2, modulation 8PSK, audio PID 510. We wish you good reception conditions. Hello, I'm Ana Maria Popescu with the news. First, the headlines. The Romanian capital city Bucharest will host a meeting of NATO foreign ministers on Tuesday and Wednesday. The Munich leaders' meeting takes place in Bucharest on Monday and Tuesday, and the Romanian Environment Ministry launched the National Forestation Programme, financed from European Union funds. Bucharest will host on Tuesday and Wednesday a meeting of NATO foreign ministers. Attending will also be the foreign ministers of Georgia, Bosnia-Herzegovina, Ukraine and, for the first time, the Republic of Moldova. The war in Ukraine will be one of the main topics of the meeting. The conference will be co-chaired by the Romanian Foreign Minister Bogdan Aurescu and NATO Secretary-General Jens Stoltenberg. This is the first event of this kind organized in Romania since the country joined the alliance in 2004 and the second NATO formal meeting in Romania since the 2008 summit. NATO's Deputy Secretary-General Mircea Joana says the event is a bridge between this summer's summit in Madrid and the forthcoming summit in Vilnius and a contribution made by Romania to the alliance's strategic thinking and response to the complex situation on the continent. A Munich leaders' meeting takes place in Bucharest on Monday and Tuesday. The Romanian Foreign Ministry is co-hosting this prestigious event, which is part of the Munich Security Conference. Attending will be over 75 senior officials from over 25 countries, including current and former officials, experts, analysts and opinion leaders. The agenda includes relevant topics for international security with an emphasis on developments in the Black Sea and Western Balkans regions. Other topics will be the European security architecture, implementing the new NATO strategic concept, hybrid threats, food security and the energy crisis. The conclusions of the meeting in Bucharest will contribute to shaping the agenda of next year's Munich Security Conference. Events devoted to Romania's National Day on December the 1st begin in Alba Iulia, Central Romania, on November the 30th, with military and wrestling ceremonies. On December the 1st, more than 850 troops will parade in Alba Iulia, 
including a French unit part of the NATO battle group deployed in Chinku, Brasov County. In Bucharest, over 1,500 troops and staff of the Defense Ministry, Interior Ministry, the Romanian Intelligence Service, the Special Telecommunications Service and the Penitentiary Agency, as well as vehicles and 40 aircraft, will take part in a military parade on December the 1st. According to a Defence Ministry news release, around 150 troops from Belgium, France, North Macedonia, Republic of Moldova, the Netherlands, Portugal and the United States will also take part. Romanian military personnel on missions abroad will also organize special ceremonies. The Romanian Environment Ministry launched a national forestation program financed from EU funds under the National Recovery and Resilience Plan. The decision was made because forests cover less than 30% of the country's surface, as against the European average of 40%. In some counties in the south and southeast of the country, the ratio is even less than 5%. Farmers who no longer want to keep their farmland under crops may turn it into forests or shelter belts. The government provides up to 20,000 euros for a hectare of oak forest in plains areas and up to 17,000 euros per hectare of shelter belts, with an additional 456 euros per year for each hectare of forest for 20 years. The Georgia Inescu International Music Festival was shortlisted for the prestigious International Opera Awards, the Oscars of the Opera World, the festival organizers have announced. The awards ceremony takes place on Monday at Teatro Real in Madrid, Spain. The 2021 edition was shortlisted in the festival's section, alongside other top-level events in the world of international classical music, such as the Donizetti Festival and Garsington Opera. And that was the news on Radio Romania International. This is Radio Romania International Broadcasting from Bucharest. Sunday Show Dear friends, this is Mihaela Ignatescu welcoming you to a fresh installment of Sunday Show, the program that brings you a brief selection of some of the most popular shows we have broadcast for you over the past week. In our regular history show, you learned about the influence of France on modern Romania. For anyone familiar with Romania's history from 1800 onwards, present-day Romania is a creation of France. 
France's influence as a modernizing force was felt in all areas, from food to fashion and from manners to the spoken language. Certain moments in history required, however, more than that. They required physical presence and authority. The Frenchification of the Romanians was also done through the French military missions on Romanian soil, aimed at ensuring stability. These missions were the focus of an exhibition at the National Museum of History of Romania. The museum's manager, Ernest Oberlander Ternovanu, reiterated the crucial role of the help given by France to Romania in the last two centuries. We usually say that a picture is worth a thousand words. I say one action is worth a million words, and this exhibition is dedicated to the actions of France, an old, reliable and important friend of Romania. In fact, since the middle of the 19th century, there has been no important event in which France did not stand by the Romanian state and nation. Although we are friends, although we are close, from time to time it's necessary to also remind our fellow nationals and our French and European friends and partners that this friendship is based on actions. This exhibition showcases for the public and specialists the actions of the French military missions. Beginning with 1855, so almost 150 years ago, the French army was present here, and again in one of the most dramatic moments in our history, in 1916 and again in 1918, playing an essential role in the reorganization of the Romanian army and safeguarding the independent and sovereign Romanian nation-state. Our ties with France did not stop with the First World War, but continued in the 1920s and 30s on a new basis. During the Crimean War in 1855, France sent a mission to Dobroja to build a road from Constanza to Rasova. The mission was led by the road engineer Léon Lalande and also included the engineer Jules Michel, the geologists Blondeau and Godin, the doctor Camille Allard, the Romanian topographer Anino Shanum, and a group of eight military guards. In 1857, the first French officers began the training of the army in Moldavia. The first actual French military mission came to Romania in 1860, sent by Emperor Napoleon III at the request of the Romanian prince Alexandru Ioan Cusa. The mission was formed by quartermaster and administration officers and non-commissioned officers and was led by sub-quartermaster Guy Leclerc. Cavalry colonel Zenon Eugène Lamy arrived in 1861 as head of mission, being in charge together with the chief of state engineering and artillery officers and non-commissioned officers of the training of the Romanian army equipped with French armament. The first French military mission stayed in Romania until 1869. The law on the organization of the Romanian army from 1867 was French-inspired. The second French military mission was better known. It arrived in the autumn of 1916, at an extremely difficult moment for Romania, two-thirds of which had been conquered by the Central Powers, led by the general... Henri Mattia Bertlo, this mission was aimed at rebuilding the morale of the Romanian troops 
and train the new Romanian divisions equipped with armament supplied by the Entente. The competence of General Betlo was decisive, as was to be seen from the great victories won by the Romanian army in the summer of 1917 in Mărășt, Mărășești and Oituz. A French medical mission also existed alongside the military mission. The third French military mission began in the summer of 2022 in Cincu, near Brasov. Ernest Oberlender Ternovanu, the manager of the National Museum of History of Romania, spoke about the role of this third mission. In this moment, at this critical time after the invasion and the war of aggression against Ukraine, France again proved to be a reliable partner, ally and friend. It sent soldiers and important military resources as part of a mission to Eastern Europe in the Black Sea region to protect not only our country from the possible consequences of a reckless act from Russia, but also to protect Europe and the entire democratic world. The French mission is defending the Romanians and Eastern Europeans, but also, in effect, the rules-based international order and democracy. The French military missions in Romania are essential chapters in this country's history in the last two centuries, as well as proof of a friendship that has stood the test of time. In cultural event, we talk to Artur Pasechnik about an interesting musical project, Pantam Dance. Pantam Dance is a musical project carried by the initiator of the vision and a self-made man for the instrument called handpan, Artur Pasechnik, and vocalist Zeyla Tomlin, who is also the producer. Pantam Dance has come up with a series of novelties a new cut and projects for 2023. About the concept of Pantam Dance, we sat down and spoke to artist Artur Pasechnik. Pantam Dance came into being when its two members, Artur Pasechnik and Zeyla Tomlin, united their creative visions and came up with a musical project, a one-of-a-kind undertaking in Romania and among the world's first such projects. Underlying the project is a handpan rhythm, over which Zela lays down the vocal part. Of course, the pantam dance pieces can be played acoustically, but also with an electronic tracks background for the big stages. With a versatile percussionist experience, Artur Pasechnik chose the handpan as an instrument of study in 2017, having used the instruments to accompany the violin, the piano, the flute or the Indian sitar, he decided to take the handpan out of the purely instrumental zone and joined a special voice, that of Zayla Tomlin. Also dubbed the instrument of the 21st century, the handpan has become increasingly popular in Europe's major capital cities beginning with the year 2000. Truly special on the contemporary music scene, thanks to its multidirectional resonance rendered by its round shape, Pantam Dance seeks to capture that special sound nuance and turn it into a wide range of self-contained pieces. 
The other half of the Pantam Dance Project, Zayla Tomlin, spoke about her personal history in music and about her plans for 2023. Zayla Tomlin. Sunt o artistă în transformare continuă, așa îmi place să formulez. Am început să experimentez. An artist in continual transformation, that's my favorite phrasing about it. I have started to experiment music since I was six, going through an endless diversity of musical styles and collaborations with musicians worldwide. That is how I sort of created my own style, which transcends time or standards or very well-defined stylistics. I like experimenting, I like playing and finding out things about as many cultures or about as many ways of creating as possible. The creative expression is, for me, some sort of way of life. That is how I live. I express myself and I had the chance to study the craft with masters in the field, so to speak. Romania now has an updated map of mineral waters, and we told you about that in our regular Visit Romania. A digital map of mineral waters in Romania has been recently launched. The online platform indicates 39 localities with exceptional spa potential, as well as 200 mineral water springs, most of which have not been capitalized on, from the counties of Hargita, Kovasna and Mureș. This map shows where the mineral waters are, especially the springs in the middle of the country, says Matiusz Anikol, director of the Transylvania Regional Balneotourism Cluster. Around 40 localities are now put on the map with the description of the natural resources there with indications for treatments or with contraindications. The basic idea is to put on this map not only mineral water springs, but also moffats or fumaroles, mud springs, salt lakes and similar natural balneotherapy resources, and to allow visitors to be able to mark certain places they want to visit to make a hiking plan between these tourist spots. We launched a proposal to the responsible authorities to recheck these waters in terms of quality and composition. I think this is very important information if you want to develop tourism, said the director of the Transylvania Regional Balneo Tourism Cluster. The idea belongs to the Transylvania Cluster, which was established in 2014 and has 50 members. Matiusz Aniko went on to say. For the implementation of the project, we must first of all thank the Department for Sustainable Development in Romania. We have to thank the Kovasna County Council and the Hargita County Council, as well as the individuals who are behind these organizations and who helped us in the scientific coordination of the project and its visual identity. They helped us create as modern an image as possible to change the perception of balneology a little. In Romania, there are hotels that have treatment facilities with state-of-the-art equipment and technology and very good doctors. We have a modern infrastructure that also targets international tourists. Our cluster wants to revive the spa culture, 
which was specific to the Transylvania area, when the aristocrats or nobility came to very small rural towns for prevention, to spend time in nature and connect with nature and feel good, said Matyush Anikov. Analyzing the situation of these localities in the region, on which the Transylvania Regional Balneo Tourism Cluster focused its attention, there are currently certain social problems caused by migration as well as economic ones, but these localities have an extraordinary potential to become islands of peace, treatment and recovery. Romania's capital boasts a rich cultural life, also thanks to the many exhibitions it hosts in both old and modern locations. In World of Culture, we took you to a special gallery in Bucharest. The Art Cell is an art gallery in Bucharest which goes off the beaten track. It is different, it is non-conventional, it is a gallery that in 2022 celebrated five years of existence. An aquarium gallery looking out onto the street which seeks to promote the artistic message in direct contact with the public, with the public which happens to be passing by with the street public. Quoting from the manifesto of the gallery, it enables artworks to escape from the all-too-familiar space of a conventional gallery in order to interact with a new public which does not habitually take part in the opening of art exhibitions or in related events, thereby breaking a physical and a temporal barrier between the art object and the onlooker through a free, direct and non-conformist dialogue. We sat down and spoke to one of the Art Cell co-founders, visual artist Daniel Luager, about the history of the cell, about how it all started five years ago, about the concept and about the team. A bit of history is needed in order to be more explicit. The creation studio where I work is located in Novum Bucharest's cultural hubs, namely the Carol 53 hub. In this hub, they have studios. While working and collaborating on the premises are other artists as well, activating in various fields, painting, photography, music, leatherwork, jewelry, metalwork, but also in the field of renewing classical bicycles. Initially, the art cell was born out of the sheer need that we had to express ourselves and to show, to lay before the public what we do in our studios. Specifically, the gallery was set up by a group of artists, members of the hub, while in October 2015, as part of the gallery's White Night, we opened the gallery officially with a maiden exhibition, Would Be Nice. Then we had the Houses Night afterwards. The same year, we also had our first performance, a live painting. However, shortly after that, we realized it was selfish for us to have only our works on display, we, the people of the hub. We realized there were also other artists who wanted to be present, to get their works exhibited and manifest in the gallery. That is how the art cell began, just as the public knows today. The art cell is not a gallery in the very familiar sense of the word for a number of reasons. It is an artist-run sort of space. It is run, it is organized by artists and friends who dedicate part of their time pro bono in a bid to make it work. On the team we've got people who do graphic design, social media, photo video, web design, PR, 
People who deal with the logistics, ours is not a big team, but we try to cover the whole range of needs as regards this gallery. There are no set visiting hours for the art cell. The artistic object can be viewed, admired round the clock, 24 by 7, straight from the street. Another reason why we are not a conventional gallery is the public of the gallery, which is very diverse. What we exhibit is consumed both by art lovers and by artists' friends, just as it happens in a conventional gallery, but also by people who are less in the know. Our exhibitions are viewed by ordinary passers-by, by pupils on their way back from school, by grandparents going to the market, and so on. Another reason why we are, like, different is the fact that in the gallery we exhibit only works that are an absolute first, or, which is way more important for us, works purposefully created for the aquarium-type three-dimensional space our gallery is. We exhibit and promote emerging artists who are at the beginning of their career, who are still undergraduate or MA students, doctoral candidates, artists with no formal education in the field, artists who have their works exhibited for the first time, experimental artists, audacious artists, artists who love the challenge, artists who want to collaborate, but also artists who are well established on the art market. We exhibit an extremely varied type of contemporary art, painting, sculpture, mixed media, installation, new media, and we also play host to performances, live paintings, live music, interactive installations, or launches of magazines. What happened at the art cell in its five years of existence? Here is Daniel Luagar once again, summarizing that. In this moment, we have As we speak, we have reached the event number 137 and probably more than 100 exhibited artists. I kind of lost count of them, but we're almost there. The performance by Todor Grigorash, who, taking up on the celandine, shut himself in the art cell for 30 hours and painted 30 paintings. Dorin Kuchikov's new media installation, an installation which provides an account of every passerby, also integrating them into a virtual gallery. A pro-Ukraine manifesto exhibition was staged in the King Michael Square in Bucharest this year. An exhibition jointly staged with the Art Mirror Association in Cluj, dedicated to the environment, an exhibition we mounted in Chisinau, Republic of Moldova. A live painting occasioned by the opening of the vertical gallery. A live painting where blindfold artists were at work. A body drawing performance of our artist and friend Evgenia Gritsko of Chernovtsi, Ukraine. A large scale project titled Into Wit, jointly carried with Asunab the association of the Unarte students, which included live music broadcast by Intuit Radio, a group exhibition of the Unarte students and an installation of the students in the design department. And since it's Sunday, it's time to learn some Romanian, without tears, of course. So listen up. Today, let's stop by the market and look into some vegetables. So let's start with the basics. Onion, chapa, carrot, morkov, celery, celina, cabbage, varza, lettuce, 
salata verde. And here we have to specify salata verde, which means green, because salata can mean simple salad. Cucumber, castravete, tomato, roșie, radishes, ridichi, chili pepper, ardei, iute. We have to specify ardei iute because ardei means simple peppers, while iute may mean hot. And for the end, garlic usturoi. Great. And now let's make some simple sentences. Onion makes your eyes tear. Chapa te face să lacrimezi. Carrots are good for your eyesight. Morcovii fac bine la vedere. You cannot make stew without celery. Nu poți să faci tocană fără țelină. Cabbage is best pickled. Varza e cea mai bună murată. Lettuce is full of vitamins. Salata verde e plină de vitamine. The word cucumber in Romanian comes from Bulgarian. Cuvântul castravete în română vine din bulgară. A tomato tastes better with salt. Roșia are gust mai bun cu sare. A salad is better with radishes. Salata e mai bună cu ridichi. This chili pepper is too hot. Acest arde iute e prea iute. There is never too much garlic. Niciodată nu e prea mult usturoi. La revedere! That's all from this week's Sunday show. Thank you for listening. Focus on Romania. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Next in this broadcast, it's All That Jazz. Welcome, I'm your host, Mihaila Ignatescu. Today's guests in our show are pianist Andrei Ignat and percussionist Costin Petrescu, who celebrate their birthdays on November 26th. The well-known artist Andrei Gnat, founder of famous bands back in the day, settled in Sweden a long time ago, where he became a famous architect, designing, among other things, the parliament building and the prime minister's house.
However, his love of music has never left him, and the piano has remained his closest confidant. Influenced partially by the vanguard style of the Nordic improvisers, pianist Andrei Ignat has composed pieces based on the Romanian traditional line, embellished with free jazz accents and original music elements. So in the first part of today's show, we invite you to listen to part of his piano suite, titled January. Thank you. 
Petrescu is an architect, painter and designer, but also a former drummer in the famous Olympic 64 and Phoenix rock bands. Music has never left him and he's always been passionate about improvisation on percussion instruments. We wish both musicians many happy returns and in the second part of our music program we invite you to listen to the Marius Pop Band with Costin Petrescu on the drums performing Equinox.
Living Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. In the spotlight. Welcome everyone in the spotlight to a new edition of our show where we approach topical issues on the local, regional and international agenda. I'm Vlad Palgu. Last week Bucharest hosted the Euro-Atlantic Resilience Forum, an event organized by the Euro-Atlantic Resilience Center in Bucharest, bringing together key decision makers and top experts from NATO, EU and partner countries. Devoted to the Black Sea perspectives in the age of hybrid aggression and disinformation, the forum was designed to pool the visions and perspectives of NATO, EU and the United Nations. According to organizers, inclusiveness and empowerment of NGOs, academia and businesses are key at every step of the process, from the moment a vulnerability is identified until a solution is designed and a policy is implemented. Consequently, the Euro-Atlantic Resilience Forum provides a platform for voicing opinions not just to key lawmakers, but also to various specialists and stakeholders. Over 60 speakers took part in 12 separate panels and side events, addressing the most important areas of resilience as set out in the strategic documents of NATO and the EU. Societal and democratic resilience resilience to emergencies and disasters, resilience to climate change, resilience to emerging and disruptive technologies, resilience of critical infrastructures such as transportation and communications, and continuity of government. You are listening to Radio Romania International. In her address, Paloma Gonzalez, Foreign Service Officer at the U.S. Department of State, underscored the importance of resilience as a collective effort and hailed the forum's agenda, particularly in terms of giving a voice to vulnerable categories that are most exposed to aggression and thus need to build up resilience in particular. Resilience is such a challenging and complex concept that encompasses such a diverse and broad sets of challenges and it's really a pleasure that the forum is able to encompass all of these from protecting values to preparing for national disasters to including diverse voices without the voices of women and those who are most affected by the issues of resilience. We will never come up with the best plan. So I want to really congratulate you on this amazing and comprehensive agenda. I'm also excited that the United States is able to contribute to the conversation. Resilience is a whole of government effort. It is a collective endeavor that needs to stretch beyond just the United States borders in order to learn from our partners and our allies, including, most importantly, Romania, who has so much to demonstrate and to lead on this topic. We have a long history, in fact, of partnering with Romania. Many of you may know we are celebrating our 25th anniversary of our U.S.-Romania strategic partnership. 25 years ago, in fact, President Clinton stood in Piazza Universitatsi 
and proclaim the Romanian people have won the world's respect for moving so far, so fast, and for believing in yourselves and the future. Those words apply so well today. Romania has demonstrated during the Russian invasion of Ukraine just how resilient you have been from effectively managing 2.7 million refugees to fighting off Russian disinformation, coping with cyber attacks, preparing for the unforeseen military scenarios. It has been quite impressive to see Romania's resilience showcased in front of the world. And we will continue, as we have for 25 years, to partner with Romania on resilience, on security, on economic prosperity, and on building our democratic values. Speaking in the opening of the Euro-Atlantic Resilience Forum, General James L. Jones, Executive Chairman Emeritus of the Atlantic Council and former Supreme Allied Commander Europe, addressed the international response to Russia's aggression in Ukraine and the importance of collective security as one of the pillars of Euro-Atlantic resilience. Security and stability on the European continent has been jeopardized for the second time in a decade by a regime whose ambitious actions and atrocities herald back to the darkest time of the previous century. These actions have triggered a resolute response by nation states and the North Atlantic Treaty Organization to expand its membership by two states, activate its defense plans, deploy elements of the NATO's Rapid Response Force, and significantly increase the number of forces at critical locations on the European continent. In this era alone, there is a clear evidence of Mr. Putin's incredible miscalculation on two fronts. One, on the invasion itself, and two, on the underestimation of the capability and capacity of the Russian army. These efforts have also revealed the existence of national critical capabilities gaps and the gravity of addressing and closing these gaps to enable both our collective and national readiness and resilience. Strategic defense reviews informed by the significant defense landscape changes will now drive even more future defense development initiatives and investments. These investments must be all-encompassing and focus on closing the gaps in critical vulnerabilities such as cybersecurity for critical infrastructure, integration of secure 5G technologies into civilian and military networks, and civil-military preparedness. Alex Sherban, founding president of the Euro-Atlantic Council Romania, spoke of the Adrian Arsht Rockefeller Foundation Resilience Center, set up by the Euro-Atlantic Council in 2012, which shares similar values and goals with the Euro-Atlantic Resilience Center in Bucharest. The Atlantic Council promotes constructive leadership and engagement in international affairs based on the Atlantic community's central role in meeting global challenges. Towards this goal, we have created an essential forum for navigating the dramatic economic and political changes defining the 21st century by informing and galvanizing its unique influential network of global leaders. 
For over a decade, this has been reflected in a new initiative inaugurated in 2012 with the Council's Adrian Arsht Rockefeller Foundation Center for Resilience. In a way, it is similar and complementary to what the Romanian Euro-Atlantic Resilience Center is aiming to achieve in Europe and the Black Sea region. Arsht Rock is developing and deploying innovative policy, financial, technological, and educational solutions in fighting, for example, climate change, for instance, while bolstering resilience for the most vulnerable among us. Asked how do you define resilience and how critical is resilience in the work of a think tank, our president, Fred Kemp, said, people think resilience is the ability to bounce back, that it's the ability to recover quickly from the world's inevitable shocks and stresses. I think it's the ability to bounce back better Resilience is crucial in everyday walk of life, and no individual, company, or country can escape stresses and shocks. The question is whether that individual, company, or country is designed not just to survive those stresses and shocks, which is important, but whether one emerges even stronger. We are now called upon today to save our planet and to defend ourselves and our communities against threats to our societies. Our mission is shaping the global future together with partners and allies. For us, Arsh Rock Foundation and the Euro-Atlantic Resilience Center in Romania at their core aim to tackle challenges and threats across the Atlantic community and applying them to a new set of issues of existing natures. And with that, we wrap up today's In the Spotlight. From me, Vlad Palku, it's goodbye. Focus on Romania. Dear friends, Radio Romania International continues its traditional polling of listeners on shortwave, the internet and social media with a new challenge, in spite of yet another complicated year. It's been difficult because of the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic and the war waged by Russia against Ukraine, of rocketing prices of energy, the famine in some parts of the world, and also the growing inflation, which has turned everyday living into a burden for many people around the globe. We would like to ask you which person you think left their imprint on the world in a positive way in 2022. We are preparing to designate, based on your options, the personality of the year 2022 on Radio Romania International. Who could this person be and, more importantly, why? Would it be a public figure or somebody unknown to the larger audience but with a special story? It's up to you to decide as usual. You can send your answers by commenting on our website at rri.ro by email at engl at rri.ro on our Facebook profile on WhatsApp at plus 40744312650 and by fax at 00402131902. We recall that in 2021 we did not have a personality of the year, but people of the year on Radio Romania International as medical workers 
were designated the world's best citizens for being in the front line against the COVID-19 pandemic, together with those who developed vaccines against COVID-19. The Personality of the Year 2022 on Radio Romania International will be announced online and in our shows on January the 1st, 2023. that our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 1800 hours UTC on 7350 kHz in the DRM system and on 9770 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs tomorrow at 1200 hours UTC on 17821470 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet at ri.ro channel 1. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at ri.ro. Goodbye. <laughs>